Robin Lundberg of SI. Let's start with the 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 later game tonight, the one that a lot of people are really excited about, Robin. Obviously, Suns hosting the Celtics. Chris Paul back after a month now. When you look at these two teams right now, the Celtics are just tearing up the NBA. But the Suns do have the best record in the Western Conference right now. Where do you see tonight's game going? And then bigger picture, which team do you have more confidence in uh, making a big run in the NBA playoffs once we get you know way down to that point? Well, I mean, my immediate answer to the last question is Boston. I just think they're the better team. I, you know, I, I think Boston is right there at the the very top of the league, if not the top team in the league right now. Um, they they had that taste of the finals last year. They're playing even better this year. They added Malcolm Brogdon, Jason Tatum, who's only 19 years old, like we were just talking about, having a you know <laughs> a career year. Uh, Jalen Brown having a big year as well. The the one case for Phoenix would be it's not like the the West is full of juggernauts right now but there's a lot of parity throughout the league really when you get beyond the top few teams um as far as tonight's game goes i mean this is why you have you know the, the bets that are placed and it's tough to do on a night in and night out basis because if you're just asking who's the better team boston easy yeah. but does that mean they're going to win the game tonight not necessarily i think it's their third game in a row on the road so you never know when they're going to have one of those malaise games that just so happens and it's not like the phoenix suns are a scrub team so that's probably why you see the spread within a point or two. I know you kind of like you had to say they're not a scrub team because otherwise I wouldn't even know where where you stood on it. Because you're like they're just Boston's just so far and above another team that went to the finals and lost the year before. It's just it's just not even close. I'm looking at this graphic here, uh, Robin. Better bucket getter, Tatum or Booker? Ooh. Where do you stand on that? I'm going Jason Tatum. I I think Tatum Obviously. can get buckets in a, a bigger I mean Devin Booker is great in the mid-range yeah he, he can really can it but if you're telling me who don't who am I trusting at the cup and who am I trusting from three more in those big spots I'm taking Jason Tatum who can also you know score in the mid-range a three-level score not like Devin Booker's a, a bad score but I, I think right now Jason Tatum is a, a top five player in the league and, and I don't think Devin Booker's quite that Rob, and I agree uh, with you on the Celtics, even though they let me down in the finals last year. <laughs> what are your thoughts on Milwaukee? Just like thinking about teams in the East that could actually compete with Boston in a seven-game series. I like Cleveland, but I don't know. Do you think Milwaukee has to make a move? It doesn't look like they're obviously going to get Crowder, but maybe they have to add somebody with Giannis, Middleton, and Drew? Look, I mean, I think it's those two teams, right? And then maybe a, a bit of a drop-off, and you're looking at the Cavs. I think the Nets could get yeah. to that level, like, you know, in the 3-4 kind of range. Um yeah, I mean, look, any any tertiary move you can make at this point because the Bucks are an older team that you know maybe if you could inject a little bit of athleticism on the wing or the perimeter that that would be nice. But still, they're they're right there. I mean, Giannis is is who he is. Drew Holiday, I think, is one of the more underrated players in the league. You know, when he really impressed me, and, and I know this isn't the way people generally evaluate this sort of thing, but with Team USA, right after they had won mm. the NBA Finals where the USA basketball team was struggling until he showed up and, and he sort of helped change the dynamics of that team because he plays on both ends of the floor. Um, uh, Brooke Lopez maybe having the best year of his career quietly in, in, a, in, in the new phase of his career at least. You know, he, he was a quote-unquote star, I guess, at, at one point, but was never good enough for that. And then he adapted into a role player, into more of a shooter, and, and now he's he's been excellent on the defensive end. It's it's gonna be interesting to see how Middleton plays and and how they bring him back in. How long it takes for the rust to come off. How how they they flow after being without him for so long because he was the kind of the guy that could um 
could bail you out. Yeah. You know, Giannis, as great as he is, he's not a bailout scorer. He's not, you know, taking two dribbles inside the three-point line, pulling up and, and stick it in your face. And that's what Middleton is able to do. So he he does, um, again, raise their ceiling. But, you know, it, it's, it's grasping at straws to say, do they need to make a move? I think every team wants to get a little bit better. But if, if you're talking about the, you know, the, the two or three, four teams that have the best chance to win the championship, I think most of us are putting Milwaukee there. Talking to Robin Lundberg, BetMGM tonight. You know, there's a few teams. We know the NBA season every year, right? There's one or two teams that early on just has this great start. And you're like, oh, wow, are they going to be better than what we expected? And then they fall off. And we've seen it year after year. But right now, the Pacers certainly fall into that category, right? They're 13-11, and 11, a five seed in the Eastern Conference. A lot of people looked at that team as a team that was going to tank. The Utah Jazz, I mean, Danny Ainge gutted that roster. And now he's like, wait, we're supposed to be tanking. Why are we winning with all these veterans? Like some of these early surprises, which team do you think, if any at all, could sustain this and actually continue to be a playoff team i i think indiana mm-hmm. i mean i i would say when you look at what tyrese halliburton has done this year with, with matherin coming on they have a nice young core a good coach who's proven to sort of squeeze as much out of the 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 orange um as you you can so i i wouldn't be surprised if they hang around all season uh, you know the, the east is the east is good but I, I just mentioned it right it's boston it's milwaukee yep then it's it's cleveland I would I would say Brooklyn probably Philly at full strength in that you know that group of teams and then beyond that group of teams is there much separation between the, those other squads and and I see no reason that the Pacers can't be where the Bulls were last year per se. What do you think is going wrong the most with the Heat? Well, Jimmy Butler has missed too many games. I mean that that's that would be culprit number one. He's their best player. Um, he, Jimmy's such a, he's such an intriguing player, almost historically, because I, whenever you're having, who are the best player in the league conversations, top 10 play, he never comes up. But then as soon as you're in a playoff series and he's there and you, you asking me like finger gun to head, who are the top five, 10 guys I want? I'm, I'm going to get to Jimmy buckets at some point, even if I have to look at that picture of him with the, the hair all year, because of the <laughs> promo photos, um, you know, but I, I think that's a team that got by on the heat way you know they they um they played with a lot of effort they played together you know they almost in a sense overachieved i don't think any of us saw the heat going to the finals in 2020 i don't think any of us saw the heat having the record that they had a year ago so it may just be a case of they already exceeded everything that they were capable of and they just don't have that anymore because it's not like it's they're littered with talent lowry is is towards the end you you you've got butler um, you've got Bam, who's a, a nice player, but not a um, a top tier player. And then beyond that, Tyler Hero is a good scorer, um, the the kind of guy that you know would be the the third, fourth guy on a, on a real team. And the other guys they're relying on aren't really that good. So I, I think they they kind of just maximized what they had already. Robin, it's funny because we were talking about the East, and I forgot to even bring up Philadelphia, even with Embiid. And I know Harden came back the other night. He was four for nineteen in that double overtime loss. What do you make of Philadelphia? Like, you know, especially um, if this isn't the year, you know, with, with Doc Rivers as the head coach, do they blow things up? Do they try to trade away one of these guys? What, what do they do moving forward? I mean, they're paying a lot of money. I know to Tobias Harris and James Harden and Joel Embiid, unfortunately. It's a, it's a bit of a pickle because uh, I'm not a, um, look, Joel Embiid's super talented, yeah. um, but I need to be made a believer of him in uh, the, the clutch and in, in money situations. I think sometimes when it gets tight, 
Um, he, he needs to have the ball given to him, needs to take time to set up a shot, sort of labors up and down the floor at, at times in those spots. James Harden, same deal. Like, can anyone name a, a clutch James Harden basket? Anybody? No, can actually. Remember? <laughs> yeah, Not so, really. Um, so, and he's he's already like, he's still a very good player, but he's not the James Harden that we saw with the Rockets. You know, that's Luka Doncic now, mm-hmm. in, in a sense, putting up James Harden kind of numbers. Um, Tyrese Maxey, I'm a big fan of, uh, but I, I just, I, I don't see the move that they, they really have on the table. It's not like Harden has a bunch of trade value. So unless they were considering moving Embiid, um, they're probably going to ride this till the wheels fall off. And, and I think the wheels fall off by the second round on an annual basis. Robin, a, a lot of you know people have given Harden, and, and you mentioned him in terms of like just the clutch shooting. But when he was back at Houston, like his level was obviously elite. I don't think anyone has scored as much as he did in a nine-year span and just had ridiculous numbers besides MJ. If you look at Harden versus Luka, is it a bad comparison to make with one another in terms of, you know, Luka's ball dominance, ISO heavy, you know, everybody says he needs a lot of help, but, you know, some of the offense really just revolves around him. Is that Harden to Luka comparison fair, do you think? Oh, I think it's very fair. I I think Harden, I mean, Luka is somewhere... Um, you know, of a, uh, Harden LeBron Venn diagram, um, you know, where he, the thing I like about Luca over Harden is his in-between game, you know, his craftiness. Luca can get that little fadeaway shot and hit it. He, he can, you know, manipulate the ball off the glass. And, and, and I think Harden's biggest, um, weakness, even when he was at his very best was if it wasn't a foul or it wasn't a step back three, what was he getting? Because I've seen him in a lot of times in the, the big moments kind of try to bait for a foul rather than kind of try to make the shot. So that's where I think uh, Luca has the advantage over Harden. Um, and, you know, he, he's a, a, a special kind of um, facilitator in a sense. But Harden's pretty darn good at that, too. Um, and the, the comparison really makes sense. What you're hitting on there, Trista, is those two guys are the two most ball-dominant guys I think I've ever watched. And they really do play similar in the, the sense that not only are they ball dominant, they play slow. They use the, the whole clock. The position, possession begins and ends with them. And then the teammates are there sort of almost as the bailout where, oh, here it is. You know, you, you got to shoot and make. And then if the, that guy doesn't make, all of a sudden that guy's a scrub or a bum. And, and that's, you know, probably one of the reasons Jalen Brunson went to, you know, form the mid three with the New York Knicks, and <laughs> he, was, he did pretty well there uh, off of Luka, but, you know, he did his, he played his best when Luka wasn't in the lineup, and you're, you can only shine so far as a ball handler next to Luka. So I, I think you have to, to build and construct the team in a specific way. So uh, that's a long answer, but it, it, the, the answer is yes, the comparison is fair, even if I, there's subtle things about Lucas game I like more than Harden's. Yeah, Robin, I don't know if there's anybody that's going to manipulate the whistle more than James Harden did in the prime of his career, but yeah, it's it's it, it is I think it's a fair comparison when Trista brings that up. Uh the Warriors now are 13 and 12. They won 7 of their last 10 games. We saw them obviously struggle at the beginning of the year. Still 2 and 10 on the road. You know, when you watch this team, got about a minute here or so. Do you see a team that's now turning the corner? I know they got a bunch of guys sitting out tonight. Are they just maybe bored during the regular season partly too because they played so many of these more meaningful games? 
Look, they lost a little bit of talent, right? Um, there is the grind of, of going to the finals and everything. But yeah, I, I, I don't, I don't know. If bored is the right term, or or just um, aware. Mm-hmm. You know, they know they know how long the season is. They know when when it's time to turn things on. They just have guys who have been there and done that. I mean, you know, but Clay is a, a level below where he once was, and Draymond is probably a level below where he once was. And you know, some of those supporting players, Porter and Peyton. Aren't, aren't there, so they're not quite as talented as either they were last year or they were, of course, when they were winning 73 games and then added KD. But at the same time, I still, I'm taking Steph Curry before I'm taking any other player in the league. And when you you have Kerr who, who's navigated that and you've got those other guys who've shown what they can do, I give them as good a chance as anybody in the Western Conference. Yeah, and when you have Steph Curry and he's still playing at an elite level, I think you always have a shot to win another title. The other team, I liked him to go back-to-back this year, so I, I, I'm not that concerned with the way they've started this year off. He's SI's Robin Lundberg. Really appreciate the time. Thanks for coming on. Thanks, man. Yeah, I mean, Steph this year, I mean, he's still putting up, like, MVP numbers. It's crazy. Like, Clay Thompson has taken a step down. We know that, and it may just take him time to get worked back after missing two years in the NBA. Draymond kind of is who he is now. The young guys have been inconsistent, but they do have some young talent clearly on that roster, but it really revolves around Steph. This team will go as far as Steph Curry can take them. Yeah, I'm never betting against them in the finals ever again. Yeah. Uh, no, no, no. Yeah. No. I thought Boston was the right side. That's the now, only time to fade the Celtics was that time last year. Now, Jason That was Tatum, okay. I mean, how— Don't let if, him get away if, with if, that broken wrist ar- argument. We I know. Can't. Well, he was hurt, though. Aren't we all? And you I know, love Jason aren't Tatum. We all? Guy's a great father, sort of unlike myself. You know, I got Nathan, he's got Deuce. We're probably two of the best dads on this but planet. But he brings Deuce to work. You just need to bring Nathan to sit right there. Mark. Hey, I don't want to name any names, but guys like AP could learn a little something from guys like me and uh, me and Jason Tatum.